Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. All right, I'm dialed in. No. <laughs> okay, you can hear yourself. Everything's working. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, basically what I do is waste people's time for two hours um, <laughs> whenever they're willing to give up their time to speak with me. Um, I love I, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like I have my interests, but what I've done recently is I've really based everything on whoever's sitting over there. So um, a lot of it is just whatever the other person feels comfortable with. And then I add on to that a lot like an improvisation act. Why do you do this? To get to know different people? Yes. And different stories? <laughs> yeah, to know different people, to know different stories. But I, I, like, I know those are some of the reasons, but I think it's a conglomerate of reasons, most of which I, I don't know. Like, um, I think most of it is subconscious. Like the desire to want to... Uh, interact with people yeah i mean i don't really know why Mm -hmm. but i have like i said a very long uh history of my own and a lot of those experiences that i've had have influenced me and uh wanting to get better at communicating so awesome that's a big thing so okay so let me try to get you with some some of it the experience of me asking you some questions okay again it's not really an interview it's more of a conversation but these are kind of the get things started okay um what's going on with you today today yeah well i um i'm here from washington dc holy shit yeah um i'm visiting my childhood friend mm-hmm. marissa oh shit yeah you're not a davis student i'm not i go to gw Wow. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, my college experience is entirely different from this. I like was in total shock when we biked yeah. up to the domes. <laughs> and the fact that you guys live here, I mean, it's in this a, dump. In this no, this like <laughs> like like literally it's as if you're not really camping, but kind of camping year round. Yeah. The domes kind of is like a campsite in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's so cool. I um I live like in the middle of the city. So okay. like super busy, like three mm-hmm. blocks from the White House, crazy politics, like yeah. right in the center of just constant rush and people running around everywhere. Yeah. So this is like this is cool. But today, I don't know. I it's been an okay day. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm having a nice time with my friend. I went to the Minute Clinic. <laughs> what is I, that? Like urgent care. Yeah. Because I thought I was sick. Today? <laughs> yeah. It turns out I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> what did you think you had? Um, I had like a sore throat, so I thought I had tonsillitis, but I don't. I'm just dramatic. So. Yeah. Is that, does that happen often? You end up in the clinic because you thought you had some... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, not as often as it used to. I used to be like a crazy total hypochondriac Mm -hmm. but um it's gone a lot better but yeah i don't know do you know do you get what i'm saying like always thinking like you're sick and stuff yeah i haven't had that specifically but i've had other kind of but you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's actually not all that uncommon right i think it's like a huge part of ocd and stuff too Mm -hmm. so i mean it makes sense i guess but anyhow so what are you doing in uh gw Right. What are you studying? Why yeah. did you go there? So I'm studying psychology. Oh, no. Um, 
I'm studying to be a counselor or like a therapist of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in, I love little kids, but I also really like, uh, like people who struggle with addiction. Yeah. So, I mean, I know those are two like totally separate routes, so I don't, I haven't yet figured out if I want to go like the more addiction route or like working with young kids with behavioral issues, but, um, yeah, kind of right now it's like general and I'll figure it out. But, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm born and raised in the DC area. Um, I actually, um, went away to college in new Orleans Okay. and I came back cause I was not ready for college (laughs) (laughs) for college or college in new Orleans specifically. You know, I actually love New Orleans. I think it's just, I wasn't ready for college. Okay. Like, I just was too anxious and... Too many visits to the ER. You thought you had a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> no, but I just, like, wasn't there yet, you know? Yeah. I just wasn't there yet. So I came back and took a gap year and started over somewhere closer to home. Mm. But I'm glad I did because... You know, I felt so much guilt for a while about, like, not leaving the nest or whatever. But, um... Yeah, that's just the normal dome stuff, that mosquito over there. <laughs> Don't mind it. That's a part of the podcast. Good. It's the experience. Um, but I've met... At this point in my life, I've met so many people who um, push me in, like, ways that I thought I wasn't able to be pushed before. And now, like, I'm going abroad this summer, and, like, I love to travel, and, like, now kind of all I want to do is see the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where so are you going? I'm going to Indonesia and Vietnam. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm doing a four-week uh, global mental health program in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And then my family's coming to visit for a week to travel around. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Vietnam for two weeks to meet up with some friends and just travel. Wow. That's cool. I'm so pumped. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. You're super ready now. Like, you were kind of... You weren't ready the first time you went around, but then now it's yeah. almost like you're hyper-aggressively pursuing these travel opportunities. Yeah, I think I just, um, I don't know, this sounds super like white girl and cliche, but like uh-oh, uh-oh. honestly for traveling, like it really is something like spiritual for me, if that makes sense. Like I love meeting new people and seeing the world and like that's something that I think brings people together and like yeah. shows people that we're much more alike than we are different. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important if, you know, you're able to travel to take advantage of it for sure. Yeah. It definitely gives you exposure. It's a lot harder to, um, hate on someone or dismiss them if you understand that they're the same as you from direct experience. Well, also it gives you a sense of empathy to experience something. I mean, you know, not that you can experience like different issues or cultural, you know, issue, whatever firsthand, but like at least you get a sense, like you see things that give you that new sense of empathy for people everywhere. Yeah. You know, and conditions are very different in different places. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent, but it's good. You know, you, you have to be exposed to stuff like that or else you can't, a, you can't appreciate what you have, and B, you can't appreciate the world in general yeah. and those around you, you know? Hmm. What are you studying at GW? Psychology. Yeah, psychology, psychology. <laughs> gotcha. I'm a sociology minor. Ugh, I have, sociology leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Why? Because I'm a hater, basically. But um, I'm So I always wanted to be a math major, but something always went wrong or I just... <laughs> 
I just listened to bad arguments. So now I'm, elect- I'm an electrical engineering major. Okay. And as like a STEM major, I am a natural hater of the social sciences. Of, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason is very simple. I, I don't think that the standards are as high for a lot of things Yeah. Uh, when it comes to saying this is true, this is a fact. Right. Um, as like, you know, experiments in physics. But also... I recognize that it's completely different. It's more like statistical. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess in stuff like sociology, psychology, I mean, you really can't. Actually, like, there's not like one answer more. for anything. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. much more abstract, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It involves like groups of things and uh, false positives and false negatives. And it's like you're never really going to be certain of things. Right. Yeah. But anyhow, I think, uh, I think it's interesting that. Those two interests you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, child development, it sounded like, and then addiction. Uh, to you, uh, were you saying that the industry or like a career path-wise, they seem different? Or are you saying from your perspective, they seem different? Because to me, they seem the same. Um, both. I mean, career path-wise, they are different. Because, yeah, career path-wise. Um, okay. You know, being in a, working in a therapeutic setting with young kids um, is just like a complete different mode of therapy than addiction work right yeah. and like you work with a totally different population of people yeah um totally a lot of the time issues it's the people who didn't have the work as kids it seems oh for sure yeah i mean when you think about it and like this is not in an offensive way at all it's just like a huge component of addiction is mental health Huge component. Like everyone, you know, I, I know you can't ever say like everyone or no one, but like I honestly believe basically everyone with addiction like has some sort of mental health issue. I mean, addiction alone is a mental health issue that's tied to other mental health issues, Yeah. you know? So I'm sure a lot of those kids that grew up in destructive households or whatnot and who, you know, they don't all turn into addicts by any means at all. But I'm saying like some of them, like if they don't get the help they need, like do look for it in other ways. You know what I mean? And that's how addiction starts just from like using something to cope. Yeah. Using something to cope. I, uh, so before I lived in the dumps, I actually, you might enjoy this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually lived in a, uh, what is it called? A recovery house. Now, personally, I never struggled with addiction. The way I got into that recovery house was largely like making it through loopholes and it was cheap housing for me. Okay. But because I was in this recovery house, I was really exposed to people who, uh, most of them were successful at like recovering from their addiction, but everyone struggled with addiction. Mm-hmm. Right? So one All of the college things, kids? No. Young These people? were just regular people. Like, I think we had a guy living in the house who was like in his 60s. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was like just out in the normal world recovery house. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I was exposed to is AA meetings. And I want to know for someone who's been educated in psychology and whatnot and interested in addiction, uh, what do you think about the AA um, addiction is a disease model or once an addict, always an addict model? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's fact-based or just it, it conveniently works or it's nonsense? Um, 
You know, I honestly do think that it is a disease in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, the same way I think like depression or anxiety or OCD, whatever, bipolar, anything you want. Bipolar, shouts out. Is it a disease? Yeah, yeah sure. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I do think it's a disease. I really do. But I think it's, you know, the same in a lot of ways as another disease, like an autoimmune disease, but different in a lot of ways as well. You know, it's just, it's much more complex. There's no one treatment, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that rather than just like, you got sick, here's why, here's what happened to your cells, here's what's in your DNA, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's just so many different things that can go into developing a disease like addiction. Mm-hmm. So it's not really black and white. Yeah. And that's hard for people to accept and to understand too. Yeah. So it's just something much more broad than that and complicated. But to answer your question, yeah, I do think it's a disease. And I do think you I do think you struggle for life. I mean I'm a huge believer in like the law of attraction and like healing and stuff like that. Um so I think honestly you can be healed from anything. But I think part of that healing yourself is constantly working through those struggles. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think it's just like a snap your fingers and you're recovered. Yeah. Habit forming is something that's difficult regardless of whether you're an addict or you have some kind of a mental illness or not. And habit forming seems to be a big part of the, um, uh, the path to recovery. It's huge. And what most people don't know is that it only takes three days to break a physical habit. Mm-hmm. three days physically you're not addicted to it or it's not a habit in your body anymore but it takes 21 days to break an emotional habit and it takes six months to start a new habit and for it to be actually become like a habit like a habit, habit. you know what i mean a habit, I mean, habit, habit. A habit 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 like like you can do something consistently for two months but like for it to be a habit six months of consistency Mm. but yeah I don't know it's interesting and it really just shows that like your emotional attachment is at least can be so much stronger than physical attachment yeah in many things Hmm. do you ever think about artificial intelligence and what that might mean about you know uh, the human mind do you think we're ever going to be able to replicate the human mind in a machine or uh, what do you think of those the relationship between psychology and AI Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be clear when you're asking that do you mean like literally replicating the human brain like a robot almost able to think like we do and whatnot? Like, I guess so I mean so one of the fuzzy pieces is what if the outputs are the same but the way that it's arriving at those outputs are different then does that count so kind of like if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck is it a duck even if it's an AI Right. right. Um, so I would say for now, just that it can have all the same human functions and a human wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So like the Turing test. And you're asking me like, well, then if no one can really tell the difference, it does the same things. Is it a human? No. Just do you think we're ever going to get there first? I guess maybe oh. that's what I'm getting at as a final thing. Mm-hmm. But um, Do I think we're ever going to get there? Or do you th- Basically, is there you know, something I special think- <laughs> about the human mind? Yeah, I think we're not ever going to get there i think we can get close and i think we can maybe like down the line in the future develop 
sciences or structures that can act as humans and be perceived as human behaviors or characteristics, but no, I don't think it's possible. Mm. Um, and I guess to go further, I like I I really think each human mind is so unique mm-hmm. that um, there's just no possible way that something alive and so lifelike yeah. can be replicated to something that's not conscious. And yeah. like again, not to get all like what is conscious mumbo jumbo, yeah. but like I really think a huge part of your mind and your being is like your spirit is like spirituality and so that can't be replicated yeah even if the robots go to church that's not the same thing no (laughs) (laughs) definitely not or a mosque or wherever I mean don't get me wrong like I think it's great if you want to go to church or a mosque or you know temple whatever but I you have to you have to experience it in a in a way where like like it's one thing to go to church and it's another thing to like experience church or experience a mosque or experience you know the earth or meditation whatever is your thing yeah you you know to me it's all it's all the same like you just it's spirituality and like it's different to experience it versus to kind of be given a structure where you can like manipulate and replicate it yeah does that make sense Mm mm-hmm yeah, the experience is something that probably can't be replicated. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, e- even if it could, at least to the outsider's perspective, it could seem like they're having that experience, but like inside, that's not their experience. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Inside, there's nothing there. Mm. Sometimes I look in the mirror and think, inside, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever buy a self-driving car? I'm sorry? Would you ever buy a self-driving car? I don't just think hit so. a button and let it drive you? Why not? What if it, what if the safety ratings are better than a human driver? If the safety ratings are better than possibly, but I think there would be a huge aspect of like fear in it. Yeah. Because people need control yeah you know like i don't think a self-driving car would ever be something that like well maybe it would sell actually (laughs) actually yeah like it totally could sell i could see that let's revisit that in 20 years (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. the children you want to be a child psychologist half of the time at least right yeah Um, i love kids is there anything that you feel triggered this? Like maybe you had a horrible childhood or something. You saw someone get slapped and then you felt bad for kids. Um, you know, I actually have two little sisters and they're half sisters and they're much younger than me. So one is 13 and one's seven and I'm 21. Okay. Um, and the seven year old, I was basically like her second mother. Like my, our mother is amazing, but, um, like I, our relationship like with my sister and I the baby um is so like motherly childlike that I kind of feel like another mother figure to her does that make sense yeah so I think you know she was born when I was 14 and since then and you know I even loved little kids before then but since then I think that's especially when it started to like grow like I love being around kids you know Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I had I had a pretty good childhood in a lot of ways. Um, there were definitely things that probably weren't good. Well, I know weren't great for like 
a young child, but that's just part of life, you know? Like, things happen. And things happen to your parents, and things happen to you, and things happen to families as a whole. You know, not everyone's... I guess no one's childhood is completely perfect, you know? So, I don't know exactly what it is that made me love kids so much. I know my sisters have a huge part in it. Um... My dad always loved kids. Like, he's always been a goofball and kind of growing up, watching him, like, get all happy whenever he saw a baby. Like, I I would get so embarrassed when I was young. But, like, it's cute, you know? And I think kind of growing up with, in that, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that hates on kids. (laughs) I mean, A lot of of college kids are that way. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, kids in my mind exist as, like, a financial burden creatures. yeah like ugh, <laughs> somebody just take them to the dog park or something yeah no i mean they are like little animals like yeah but i also don't have a lot of experiences in my day-to-day life dealing with kids and right. when i do usually i enjoy the experience oh yeah so there's something about them it's just so pure you know they're just mm-hmm. so i don't know like I could go on and on. Like, they just see the world differently. Well, you took on a lot of responsibility, it seems like, earlier in your life dealing with children. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe for you, the realities of dealing with the kids is it's solid in your mind so that for you, it's easy to say the benefits outweigh the detriments. Mm -hmm. Whereas for someone like me, I don't really have much experience. So it's all in theory, like, oh, well, I mean, what's the cost of a kid? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And also, like, a yeah what's the cost and b like (laughs) i mean i don't get me wrong like i've babysat like little three-month-olds who will just scream and scream and scream and scream and like their scream is so annoying because they're like these little teeny blobs that just like don't know how to make real sounds yet yeah um i want to rip my freaking face off i mean like like yeah there are a lot you know and i'm sure like if i'm ever or a mother like i'll experience like the love hate relationship but yeah. i don't know i guess it's easy to say it's all roses when you're just like around kids but don't really have like the full responsibility mm. yeah i i mean one of the basic rules of thumb that i go by when it comes to anything is you don't really know if you like it until you've been through the worst parts of it oh yeah yeah and then after that you can say okay the benefits are better than the downsides but if you're only experiencing the up and then you don't know the real cost of the downside it might turn out hey even with these benefits it's not worth it for me personally to go through with this because everybody gotta take you know everything is risky and everyone has to decide hey this is my line and also everyone responds differently to different mm-hmm. things you know you saw your dad respond differently maybe it embarrassed you but obviously there was a lot of joy yeah kids. not everybody has that oh absolutely for yeah. sure okay you want to wrap things up yeah it is time for the most important question the in the universe question are you ready yeah. <laughs> duck or jump jump that's right thank you for your time thank you